Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Right, so shifting gear just a notch, and I'm joined by my regular guest here, regular on the show, a friend of the show, uh, Lloyd Babedi, who is an activist, a disability activist. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us, Lloyd. Afternoon, and how are you? Oh, thanks for coming in. We're good. We're good. It's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you too. So, Lloyd, you know, we, we've got problems in this country. We've got unemployment generally. Generally being an issue in this country, young people, as we've been hearing throughout this week specifically, where unemployment for young people is a big, big concern. The economy is, is not growing and so on. One of the questions one has to ask is for those who with disabilities, you know, they for many people, they're not top of mind. So how do we create opportunities for the disabled community so that they are they do become part of this economic growth? The first thing that needs to happen um We've got an issue whereby the only opportunities that people with disabilities get are learnerships Mm. that don't actually allow us to grow. And the main purpose for that, it's because you find that in most institutions, you have people that don't understand specific disabilities and they're at a level where they need to make decisions. So now... Because that person does not really understand or know the specific disability, they are unable to award a person with that disability a full opportunity to say, live to your full potential. That is point one when it comes to our social issue. But then also when it comes to people with disabilities as well, in terms of us going to to look for employment, it comes to a point where we are demotivated and we end up not looking for opportunities as much as we should because we already have that perception that when I have an opportunity, it's going to be a learnership. I'm going to get an opportunity for six months or 12 months, nothing permanent, which that already kills our self-esteem. So we also don't go out there when we see opportunities, although there'll be advertisements saying that companies are looking for people and people with disabilities get first preference. We already look at a perception of that. The person that's going to interview me, do they understand my disability? Mm -hmm. Do they understand that the specific disability that I have, it will not hinder my progress or my productivity within the organization? So so what should be happening in that conversation, Lloyd, when you do go into that interview? What's the ideal scenario for you? Ideal scenario that I think firstly for organizations, what they should do. If they do not empower their employees to, to know and understand disability, get a third party that either is run by people with disabilities or that understands and knows about disability. Because knowledge is power, but now on a daily basis, there are always new disabilities that are found. There are new syndromes that are found. So that would mean that if a company's employees need to be up to date with that, that means a lot of expenditure in terms of Mm. training and knowledge. Mm. But now, as a person in that specific position that you're in 
it's also up to you to make your own research because every information is accessible over the internet. It, you know, you've just said something interesting about the fact the expenditure in the sense that in as much as people may have their hearts in the right place, right? Yes. They're going to be thinking, okay, so that I'm not doing something to disenfranchise you, Lloyd, I would have to get the right computer. I would have to get the right systems. I would have to do all of these things. How do you alleviate the fear? Um, for them, mm. I, I understand there is that fear of, especially for reasonable accommodation. But now, as an organization, as people, yeah. you need to look at it as people to people and having a conversation. If you speak to the person with a disability in terms of where they have challenges, you might actually find that you don't need to go the extra mile to ensure that they are comfortable within the job position that they have. Mm. But all you had to do was just speak to them person to person. So what we're doing this afternoon, we're discussing opportunities for people living with a disability, people who are interested in entering this economic uh, uh, network and this economic hub. But it's just difficult. It's difficult to enter industries because industries are not uh, agile enough. So that's a conversation we're going to have. We're also going to be speaking to somebody who has actually done it, who's done it so marvelously that we're going to look at a case study and see, well, how did the motor industry, for instance, accommodate this young man? So that's a conversation we're going to have and listen tell me about your story if you are somebody who's had difficulty getting a job because you're disabled not because you're not qualified but because people tell you about the obstacles no you know we would need to have additional computers we'll need to have additional this and additional that how did you overcome that and maybe you're still on that journey 0891 there and everywhere SAFM 104.4 FM in Hermanus. We're looking at opportunities in the workplace, in the economy, as somebody living with a disability. So we have our regular guest on the show, Lloyd Babedi, who is talking to us through the, the opportunities that are available for companies to meet people living with disability halfway, how we can make this work. But we also have somebody joining us, Lloyd. We have someone who has made it work. Kyle Lowe has joined the motor industry. It was tough in the beginning, but has managed to do that very very successfully and this is somebody who's living with a disability Carl thank you so much for joining us hi Hi. hello so Carl tell us your story how did your journey into the motor industry begin um, in 2005 I had my bike accident we are planned up to be in a paraplegic from T9 to T11 so um, I always had that willingness to become a diesel fuel specialist so um, when I had that opportunity to become one, I took it with both, both hands and I grabbed it and I went with it with the positive way into it. And then I started um, at Eagle Tech. I started with the training and three years later, I actually got that opportunity to do my qualification in Diesel Mac. Mm. But I mean, that opportunity to do your qualification didn't necessarily mean that you find yourself a job, right? Yeah, yeah. I had, um, they gave me the um, opportunity to what and to do it. Um, even that I'm a paraplegic and that they wanted me to try it and let's see if it worked. And at the end of the day, it did work. Mm. What, what is it that made it happen for you? What was it? The attitude of the people you were talking to? How was it easy to move and move those perceptions? 
Um, see, oh, this guy always thought I had the opportunity even before my accident. Oh. He thought maybe I'll have a good fight to do it. And then when I land up in the wheelchair, he actually asked me, um, you know, I've got, you've got a disability and that, would you love to do it? So I told him, I would love to do it. Let's see if it will work. And when we looked again, everything worked as we thought it would. Mm. And I've got Jackie Oliver, who's the CEO of the retail motor industry, RMI. And, and you're okay. joining us on the line. Thank you very much for making the time, Jackie. Thanks for calling. No problem. Jackie, I mean, how agile is the industry? How, how difficult was it to allow somebody with a disability to fit into an industry that otherwise didn't need to accommodate him? Um, we had a few problems. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are so many perceptions and uh, issues around disability. And I think most business people, there's, there's almost a resistance because mm-hmm. of all the challenges that comes with that. Yeah. But with the with the kind example, uh, as you just heard, you know, it's a living proof that it can happen. And as RMI, together with the Body Industry Staff Association, which is a great union in our industry, we just uh, joined forces and we partnered into a, 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 what we call a disability management awareness process. Mm. You know, we had to, to recognize that there are challenges and we have to start somewhere. Mm. But at the moment, we're busy with 60 uh, dealerships uh, employing, you know, collectively more than 3,000 people to make them aware about how to manage disability in the workplace. And in doing that, you know, uh, all those perceptions and difficulties, barriers and obstacles of the past, all of a sudden seems not to be that big anymore. And, uh, you know, we, we can employ people, we can get industry ready for a change. And, you know, as the motor industry body representing the, the retail motor industry, we've got an obligation, you know, to remove those barriers and to make it easier for disabled people. There are so many disabilities nowadays, you know, and then obviously each one has its own challenges, but it can it can be done. You yeah. know, Kyle is, is again is, is such an example from an apprenticeship into an artisan status, which is a tough course. I can tell you with practical and academic uh, studies, and and it can be done. Yeah. But there needs but- to be. A mindset change. Mm, what I'm actually hearing from you is that there needed to be a collaboration. So you didn't say that, you know, it wasn't one dealership. You guys came together as a body to say, how can we support each other? How can we make it possible? So alleviating that fear of saying to the one person, I'm going to have to carry out all these costs all by myself and no one will actually be able to support me. I'm going to ask you, but both of you to just stay on the line as well. Uh, Lloyd is still with us as well. I want to take yes. a quick call from, from Jack Daniel. It's not Jack Daniel with an S, is it, Jack? <laughs> Hello, Jack. Oh, it's Daniel, not Jack. <laughs> it's Daniel. I don't know. The yes. people I'm working with today, I don't know what they're on. Daniel, thanks for calling. Yes. Look, I'd like to comment about the topic. You know, unemployment for us, more especially disabled people, it's, it's real and it's so painful. Mm. Um, like I speak for myself, you know, it's hard. You go to university, you try as much as, as hard as possible to get something, not stay at home. However, when you apply, you know, they just ask you some nasty question. Mm. You know, I've tried even to get not just the just an ownership mm. for argument's sake. Mm. But when you apply, those guys they will tell you no, we don't take blind people. Yeah. And I've asked several uh, 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 this agent, what do you mean we can accommodate blind people? They will tell you no, we don't have brain. Mm. 
Let me let me just uh, get Lloyd to step in here. Lloyd, I mean, what's your comment on that? Hi, Daniel. Um, I hear what you say, and I've I've come across a lot of challenges like that. Can I just kindly ask? Where are you exactly situated as there are programs that are currently running uh, for learnerships and that, and they do actually accommodate uh, people with blindness? I'm in Tembisa. You're in Tembisa. Um, Yes? No, I'm saying, what is it told? Because I've tried mostly around mid-range Centurion. They'll tell you, we don't have preload. I'll tell them, but look, if you say you don't have uh, facilities, what do you mean? They're saying we don't have braille for, for blind people. I said, okay, then. I don't need Braille. I will bring my laptop along, but still they refuse. Okay. Um, I mean, is there legislation that prohibits people to discriminate like this? You know, the, they actually shouldn't. Um, in actual fact, um, companies that, or organizations that do do that, mm-hmm. you can actually take That's it, it further and sue them That's in it. actual fact. For discrimination? Yes. Yeah. Can, and Daniel, can I please, I'll take down your details as Currently, there is a program that I'm running for people based in Alexandra, Soweto, and Tembisa. And I will get in touch with you in that regard. Daniel, just stay on the line and then we we will take your details so that we can try and assist. Listen, Jack Olifir, thanks very much for for the initiative. You know, we need people like yourself to speak up to say it is possible. Industry can lead the way in, in making it possible for all kinds of people to be in the workspace. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Um, I don't know if I still have Jack on the line. Jack, are you still yes, there? Yes, yes, I'm Jackie, Jackie, thank you very much. I mean, I appreciate what you've done. And I think, as you said, you know, you will keep expanding on the program that you have. Um, has it been difficult? Has the journey been difficult? Yeah, I think it, it's not that difficult, you know. Uh, obviously, we engage with uh, reputable and, and highly experienced service providers to assist us. Mm-hmm. But once you get the, the business owners and senior management and employees involved, yeah. it's like uh, a light that goes on. You know, all of a sudden, everybody is not afraid of talking to the uh, to the topic, mm-hmm. but rather to seek uh, solutions, how to make it easier, how to make it accessible for people to work at. And with small changes, people can be accommodated with with disabilities. And I think that's what we do. Once we have broken that resistance in the minds of people, I think we will create opportunities, in particular in the modern industry where where I am now, you know, to to, to have more people employed with disabilities, you know, uh, for the future. You know, uh, technology is changing so quickly and we can accommodate that, but we need to break that resistance. Yes, Jackie, Jackie Ilofi, really thank you for the initiative. Thank you for what you're doing in the industry, CEO of the retail motor industry. And Kylo, you're an inspiration, my brother. Stay positive. Thank you very, very much. Lloyd, really, thank you very much for, for this. And you'll get in touch with, with, with Daniel, right? Definitely, I'll do so, yes. Uh, Lloyd Baberi is our guest here in studio. He comes in every week and we discuss all things for people living with disability or differently abled people, as we now know. Thanks very much, everybody, for calling in. It's now two o'clock. Let's go to Uzile Saku for the latest in news.